Hi, everyone, and welcome to this month's podcast. Uh, first, I would like to uh, do the acknowledgement of country. Uh, so, as a national group based across Australia, uh, we would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of this land, and we acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I would specifically like to acknowledge the direct people as the custodians of the land from where I'm speaking. I pay respects to the elders past and present um, of all First Nations people across the land. Hello and welcome, Gabby here, and today I am joined by James. Hi folks, uh, I'm coming from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. So, hi to everyone. Um, awesome. So let's get started for the month. So recent reads. James, have you read anything fun? I have. So I read Squire just recently. Now, this was one that was getting all sorts of attention last year. It won uh, a slew of awards, including the Harvey for Best Children's or Young Adult. Um, and it's set in an alternate Middle East, North Africa, sort of. Um, and it follows Aza, which i probably not pronouncing quite correctly, but A-I-Z-A, Aza, something. Um, a 14-year-old who trained to become a knight for the war-torn Beit Saji Empire. Yeah, I've managed to pick one that has a lot of terms that I'm going to probably be butchering, so my apologies yeah. for that. Um, and uh, she's training as a knight for, for this empire while having to hide her true nature, um, her true background as a member of the Ornu people. Um, and these are people who are from a land that was conquered by the empire, and war is is um, becoming more more of a threat again because there's famine and all of this. And it's um, a really interesting story about um, about that situation. About um, uh, deals with race a lot, um, and from a non-Western perspective, it's really interesting. None of the peoples in this story are. Uh, Western culture inspired at all. Um, they're all um, different other cultures that um, that we often don't really see as as interacting with each other in a Western society. Often they're shown only interacting uh, with with Western culture. Um, so this idea of of these cultures having their own inter interplay and everything like that in such a nuanced way is a really interesting really interesting story. So definitely worth the worth the win, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how I have not read that, but it is going on the list. <laughs> oh, and it's by Sarah Alagi and Nadia Shamus, um, and through Quilltree, which are I think HarperCollins. Yes, HarperCollins. It's a it's one yes. of the imprints of HarperCollins. Um yeah. so yeah. Oh, very fun. Yeah. Um, so my uh recent reads i'm on a bit of a crossover because i just finished rereading so my aunt is a monster by ramina yi um so we've spoken about this one a lot <laughs> um deservedly our blog I think. and on up yeah it's <laughs> it's really quite fun uh yeah rereading it again i was like oh this is such a good story <laughs> and everything is just um yeah it's it's just a great just a great book, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so it is. it follows the story of Safia. Uh, so she is uh, blind and uh, due to a very bad accident, um, she is 
taken and uh, sort of put in the custody of her aunt, um, who is is a monster. <laughs> but you know, there's a way that she got there. Um, it's a bit of a curse. <laughs> she was once the greatest adventurer um, of all time, and yeah. So Safia, she she too wants to become uh, an adventurer, and as the story unfolds, there is an opportunity for her and her aunt to go off um, and sort of solve this mystery. And it's a it's a great uh, contemporary fantasy middle grade graphic novel. Um, yeah, if you have not read it, put it on your list because it is uh, it's fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a it's a really fun yeah. one. I'm going to reread that again um, next month in the lead up to the book club. That's it. Yes. That's going to be one of the titles for our book club next month. So yeah, yes, that is that is why I um, also thought to give it a little give it a little reread, remind myself. Um, so yeah, so I just finished that one, and I have just started uh, Enemies by Svetlana. I can never get her last name. Right. Chunkova, isn't it? Yeah, Chunkova. Yeah. Um, so Enemies is part of the Berry Brook um, middle school series. So it's book number four um, in, in the set. So it started, there was like Awkward, Brave, Crush, and now this is Enemies. So this story follows uh, Felicity and she's she wants to do something big. Um, her sister sort of always teases her that she never finishes anything and, you know, she'll never sort of do anything because – uh, Letty is perfect and Felicity, you know, she has a few passions, but she never finishes what she sort of starts. Um, so she enters a competition at school and, yes, there is a a boy also that's sort of doing the competition that they used to be friends, but now they're not sure, you know, where they stand with each other. So they're enemies and, yes, it should be it should be good as the story progresses but I'm only about 20 20 pages in (laughs) um but I love the start of you know the other books in the series so I was very excited to uh get my hands on this one sounds sounds interesting I haven't read that series but uh yeah I might have to give it a look yeah um it's sort of uh you know people that read that I've read the smile series that have read um Kayla Miller's uh series it's yeah it's great sort of middle school setting deals with you know all the sort of friendship dramas that (laughs) sort of happen around that age (laughs) and that those two books actually not this wasn't planned at all but it leads me into my sort of news slash collections um item for the month and uh, Booklist have put together uh, a list of the top 10 middle grade graphic novels of 2023 uh, so far, and coincidentally, both of those books are on the list, <laughs> um, with some other other great titles. Um, there's one also called Ride On by Faith Erin Hicks that is on my uh, bedside table to read. <laughs> um, there's a fun one called Two Had a Chicken by Tom Engelberger. Um, so yes, if if you're you know start of the financial year looking to uh get some new middle grade titles into your collection um these are some 10 great ones uh, to add on yeah it's great it's great when those lists come out and you're like oh that's already on my like i've already got that ready to read it's it's yeah it's such a nice feeling 
yes, I was when I clicked on. I was like, oh look, I'll I'll, I'll check. You know, what do they say? Am I have I read some? Have, am, what am I missing on on my own sort of to read list? And I was quite surprised that three out of the ten, I, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to read in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So as for as for me, I looked at. Um, I thought I'd let you know some of the stuff that happened with the Eisner Awards, which were presented this month. Um, and uh, so at San Diego Comic-Con, the big news uh, for, for us here in Australia, I'd say, is Tom Taylor, who, along with Bruno Redondo, won Best Continuing Series for their uh, Nightwing comic um, with DC. Um, and DC just really... Um, went to town on these awards because um, they also uh, won Best Short Story for Finding Batman by Kevin Conroy and Jay Bone, uh, Best Single Issue One Shot for One Bad Day the Riddler by Tom King and Mitch Gerrards, and Best Limited Series for The Human Target, also by Tom King, uh, this time with Greg Smallwood. Um, and The Nib also won um, in Best Anthology um, and uh, – Lots of Australians have published at the Nib, and Ellery Harris, who is Tasmanian, is one of their editors. So that's fantastic as well. Um, and on the librarian side of things, rather than the Australian side, we've got um, uh, best humour publication this year was Revenge of the Librarians by Tom Gold, um, which was through Drawn and Quarterly. So that'll be an interesting, uh, interesting read, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what what the librarians need revenge for? I'm I'm not sure, but um, I'm interested to find out. <laughs> I'm sure we could think of a, a few instances <laughs> where, yes. as librarians, we're like, oh, we could uh, get some revenge here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so lots of lots of really interesting stuff. Um, the full list there'll be the link in our um in the blog version of this um to the full list of winners. Um, but yeah, definitely some again start of the financial year, some to look at for your collections. No, I always get – all these awards always get um, announced. I'm always like, oh, there's more things I have to put on the list and I can't keep up because <laughs> sometimes there's too many. <laughs> yep. yep. And, it can, and, and the eyes can be difficult too because, like, a lot of the time it's um, – the some of the ones that get awards are – like individual issues and stuff and you're like that's difficult to to get for a library collection but um i always look at best uh best limited series um usually best continuing because that'll have a because chances are there'll be trade versions of that um yeah. often best new will get a trade very soon after it wins it if it doesn't already uh best new series um and yeah. then some of the other ones like the anthology the memoir all of those they tend to um be in more um library friendly formats so yeah if you're looking if they're the they're the ones that i tend to tend to focus on when i'm looking at um the eisner awards oh so let's now move on to upcoming new releases uh, so the book i chose from the list this month uh it is a manga ah, look at me branching out um but this is looks quite fun uh so it is called centaurs by Ryo Sumi Yoshi. Um, so this is volume one, and it is for 13 and up, uh, so that young adult bracket. So it is an epic fantasy adventure set in an alternate medieval Japan where humans coexist with the mythical half-man, half-horse beast known as centaurs, 
or Jinba. The centaur race were long revered as deities in ancient times. However, with the advent of the Sengoku, so the warring states period, humans started to enslave and use them for military purposes uh, due to their speed, stamina, and ability to communicate in human language. So the centaurs living in the plains were rapidly subjugated. In contrast, uh, large numbers of centaurs living deep in the mountains were still free to uh, still free uh, due to their relative isolation. So, yeah, then the story sort of um, follows a few of these uh, centaurs who get captured and and they sort of have to get get away. But I am quite excited to read this. I have started reading more manga, um, and this will be put on the list <laughs> because you know I love a fantasy. Who doesn't love a centaur? Uh, and it looks quite fun. Yeah, it's it looks um yeah it looks like it's going to be a really interesting story, and it's um definitely going on my list too. So yeah. glad you glad you um you picked it. It it's the sort of one that might have just slipped by me on on the list, but um yeah um, yeah definitely looks interesting. Yes, and uh, yeah, and I guess we're both branching out a bit because my okay. my pick this this uh this month was uh band Destiné. So that's the um French um and Belgian um uh comics. So it was um A Boy Named Rose by Gail Genella and it was originally published in French in 2021. Um and so there's it's just being published in English this month, but there's already quite a lot of good things said about it from the French version, and there seems to be some some quite um, interesting stuff from the already about the English translation. It looks like they've done a really good job um, keeping that the flow of the story. Um, yeah, and it's set in Paris in the 1920s, um, specifically in a cabaret, and the cabaret is Le Jardin, which is French for the garden, um, and it follows a boy. Rose, who has grown up there as his mother is the manager. Um, and all of the dancers at this um, uh, this cabaret are named after flowers, flowers in the garden. Um, mm. So Rose is is then his because because he wants to be a dancer at the um, at this cabaret, which of course not a usual thing for for men of that time. And um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be um, kind of queer one of those queer stories that um uh yeah um gender and sexuality are, are explored a bit um and and acceptance in this thing a lot of the stuff that i've seen too says it really treats the cabaret profession with respect and everything which is good mm. so often often things like this kind of sneer at at that but no this one has um apparently really um it's really doing well to to keep it um keep a lot of respect for that for that this profession and and industry yeah yeah just looking at some of the the pictures of it it just looks beautiful yeah so yeah um, definitely art is art is definitely amazing in this one um, yeah yeah huh. well then it's another thing to add onto the list yeah, every every month this goes out, and I'm like, and my list has just got longer again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh no, but in a good way. Yeah. 
Well, so that sort of, uh, you know, wraps things up for the for the month. Yeah. Um, you know, we remember we are we are very very um, active um, on our socials. So uh, if you haven't, uh, follow our blog, our Twitter, um, join our Facebook group, uh, and you can also subscribe to our blog. Uh, so there we will send out the. You know, this was only a snapshot of the month, but there's a lot more sort of news and new releases uh, collections um, that are on there. So thanks, James, for joining me today. Thank you. Um, And uh, so we're heading into, just a reminder, we're heading into the um, season for kind of the comic festivals and stuff. We just had um, Metro Comic Con down here in Melbourne um, and... Depending on when this goes out, we'll either have just had or are just about to have um, PCAF over in Perth. And mm. then, so if you've made it to that, that's great. Um, and then there's Paper Cuts coming up in September. So that's the weekend of the uh, 16th and 17th, I want to say. Um, but I'll just double check. Yeah, 16th and 17th mm. of September. Um, so um, in Adelaide. So, yeah, so that'll be good as well. So if you can... Definitely make it along. Um, I know um, PCAF was at, uh, doing stuff at the State Library of WA. Um, Paper Cuts is doing stuff at the Adelaide City Library. So they've definitely got that that library connection um, well worth checking out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the team members that will be at those events, again, will mm. be very active on the socials. Yep. Uh, so if you, if you can't attend, please do follow because we will – We'll have all the news yeah. <laughs> up there, and you can see uh, see what's going on. Mm. Well, so very exciting stuff for the coming coming months. Um, so yeah, uh, happy reading, everyone. Thanks for listening to Aliographic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Aliographic. Email us at aliographicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliographic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.